This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A farm state Democrat says producers worried about the plans to tweak the stepped-up basis language in the tax code to pay for upcoming infrastructure legislation shouldn't have anything to be concerned about. Many of us reached out to the White House right away getting clarification. They've been clear that they do not intend this to apply to family farm operations in the country, uh, and we're going to hold them to that pledge. And there's bipartisan consensus on the committee. That's Ron Kind, a Wisconsin Democrat who serves on the House Ways and Means Committee. He says paying for the legislation will be critical, and there are ways to do it without changing the tax code on farmers. There's more from Kind, including his thoughts on trade policy, in this week's Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. Ten Republican senators sent a letter to Senate leadership today calling for opposition to any altering of the stepped-up basis. The letter, led by Kansas Republican Roger Marshall, says the provision allows for taxes on capital gains to only be paid after a piece of the property is inherited, making it easier for multi-generational farms and ranches to stay in business. They say an increased tax burden on family-owned businesses will lead to increased liquidation of assets. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai was back on Capitol Hill today and offered her thoughts on how Congress should look at Trade Promotion Authority. That's the provision that sends trade agreements to Congress for an up-or-down vote without amendments. She says as Capitol Hill considers another round of the legislation, it might be worth thinking about what trade policy should look like. In my mind, um, what we have an opportunity to do right now is to rethink um, the way TPA works and also really to, to, to rethink the objectives that we want to be pursuing through our trade agreements. She says the effort also needs broad support. From my perspective, in order to uh, do this right, um, uh, I am interested in having a TPA uh, that uh, is uh, robustly supported um, in a bipartisan, bicameral way here in Congress. And um, just like I've said about our trade agreements, um, I very much hope that USMCA and the kind of support that we saw for it Uh, will be a a model for proceeding from here on out. That is the kind of support that we need to have. Bill Thompson has more on Ty's trip to the House Ways and Means Committee in his story on agripulse.com. Finally today, weather concerns across the country are having an impact on planting progress. Agripulse's Ben Nulli has more. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says storm patterns will track south again the next few days, skipping already drought-threatened crops in the northern plains. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor released today, 46% of the U.S. is still experiencing very dry conditions, especially in the west and the northern plains. It's an area that just can't seem to get much moisture. We had a little bit last week in southwestern North Dakota, but the rest of the state staying dry. Cool weather has complicated factors because not only are producers planting in dust across the northern plains, but they've been hit by repeated freezes so far in May. It has really slowed down crop development, crop emergence. He says parts of northwest Iowa are becoming a concern, too. There is some concern. Obviously, planting conditions in that strip have been fantastic. We've seen very rapid corn and soybean planting through that strip across the northern Corn Belt. But we're going to need to turn things around in the next few weeks. There's enough moisture for germination, but we'll need more rain in that dry area to promote proper establishment. 
Rippy says there's only been three other years in the history of the U.S. drought monitor where there's been more than 40% of the U.S. in a drought heading into May. Those were in 2002, 2003, and 2013. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 330 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.